It's Scott's Great Chat. It's a chat that's great. It's Scott's Great Chat. Special edition. Hi everyone, it's Damien, Scott's little brother. I'm going to be chatting to Scott about this year's marathon. When did you do your marathon this year and what number was it? Hi Damien and everyone listening. On the 7th of June this year, 2021, I walked my 12th Great Walk, 8th Marathon, for Telethon down the Kooyanobbing Road in Southern Cross. How were you feeling in the lead-up to this year's walk? In the lead-up, I was feeling pretty good. I had been training and I was going to aim for a new record time of 6 hours, but I was really hoping to get in under 6 hours even if it was only by a nanosecond. Then, a week out from the walk day, I got really sick. Not COVID, just the really bad cold that had been going around school. I stayed home to rest and recover from the cold, but it had triggered my asthma. My lungs were struggling and I was really fatigued. I also had the stress of my upcoming year 10 exams that would start three days after my marathon. I was feeling terrible because I knew that I definitely wasn't going to be able to make the time I was aiming for, and I wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to make it the whole way. Mum and Dad were telling me it was okay to postpone the walk until I was feeling better and my asthma was under control, but something in me didn't want to give up. That left you feeling pretty low, but someone had a special message for you. Yeah, a few days before my marathon, my friend Tom from GWN7 News interviewed me, and I was so surprised when I watched the news story, and he had Premier McGowan as a part of it wishing me good luck for my marathon and my exams. It was so special that Tom had arranged it and that Premier McGowan had taken the time out of his busy day to wish me luck. I couldn't stop smiling and it really gave me a boost. What happened after that? We decided to head up to the farm and then I could see how I was feeling on the day. I knew that everyone would understand if I wasn't up to it and had to postpone, but I really didn't want to give up before I even tried. How were you feeling the day before the marathon? The day before the marathon is always the worst. The challenge of the next day looms. We drove out to the start line to repaint it, and I sat and stared at the long road ahead. My mind was pretty clear as I looked down the road. I was trying not to think about all of the 42.195 kilometers that I'd walk the next day, and how much pain I'd be in, but those thoughts inevitably come. As I sat there, I wondered if I should call it off and do it another day when my lungs were feeling better. And then I thought of why I'm actually doing this. Is it really about me and my time? No, it's not. It's about me doing what I can to help others. And while I knew I couldn't get the new record time I wanted, I was pretty sure that I would be able to manage finishing the marathon. So I decided I'd walk and the time would be whatever it would be. It was a tough decision to make. How did you feel when you woke up the day of the marathon? We woke up early on the marathon day and got ready. I felt worried. The drive out to the start line was dark because we beat the sun up and it was quiet. We were all stuck in our own minds thinking about the challenge ahead. Along the way, Mum gave me a piece of paper with some quotes on them. My friend Angela from the Hyatt in Perth had sent them through for me to read and to remember as I walked along on what would be an extra challenging walk. The two quotes were, Do What You Can With What You Have Where You Are by Theodore Roosevelt and It Doesn't Matter How Slow You Go As Long As You Do Not Stop by Confucius. I was so inspired and they were the perfect quotes for the situation I found myself in. I smiled, folded up the note and put it in my pocket and carried it with me during the marathon. 
There were great quotes from Angela. What happened at the start line? At the start line, Dad got Mum and your bikes ready, and I started to do my warm-up. We used two ways this year with earpieces to make communication easier when traffic is coming and we need to move off the road so it is safer for us. Then, two vehicles arrived carrying workers from the Mineral Resources Mine Site. They were there to wish us luck, cheered us off, and also presented us with a cheque for $2,500 towards my telethon total. The crew at the mine site at Kuyunobing have been supporting me for a very long time, and it really brings me so much joy to see them year after year. The support from Mineral Resources is greatly appreciated, and I want to say thank you so much for continuing to believe in me and support my cause. After a chat, we all headed to the start line, and the Cooley crew counted us down from 10 and gave us a cheer as we went. I'm about three minutes in to um, my marathon, and I had quite a good start because our team from Mineral Resources were there to help me off the starting line. Um, they gave a donation of $2,500, which was very, very generous. And yeah, so off I go. How were you feeling as you walked along? It was a cold morning and the cold air in my lungs really didn't help at all. I realised really quickly that I wasn't going to make a record time because not long in I was feeling so much more exhausted than usual and I thought I had already prepared for that moment but it wasn't until then that it really hit me that yes, my goal had shifted and I was giving up that 6 hour goal and just hoping I was going to be able to make it to the end. That beginning stretch of the road feels lonely. It seems endless and there's bush on either side. Mum thought it would be a great idea to use a portable speaker and we played a walk day music list. Mum ended up doing a karaoke session. I was happy to be further in front setting the pace so I didn't have to hear much of Mum singing. When I got to our farm gates, my lungs felt like they were frozen and on fire at the same time and I needed my Ventolin. I puffed on it as I walked along and it briefly helped. Normally, by this point, I would have stopped multiple times to have a quick rest, to catch my breath, and have a quick leg massage and a drink from Nana and Pop's ute that we call Cafe Joe's. And sometimes I stop and sit on the road and just try to convince myself that I can do it and I have to get up and keep going. As much as the marathon is a physical challenge, the mental challenge, I think, is harder. This year, I didn't stop at all. Along the way, I decided that I still wanted to challenge myself, so I was achieving something more than the year before. Normally, that is a new record time, which I knew wasn't possible, so I decided I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't take any quick breaks. I would just have to convince myself as I kept walking that I was doing it, so just keep going. I would keep walking the entire way. That would be my extra challenge. So even when I was having my Ventolin, I was still walking. I drank as I walked and I ate as I walked, I even gave up my usual leg massages so that I could just keep on walking. It's currently 11.19. I am past the halfway point. Not much has happened. Um, I haven't had any breaks, which is a first for me, but I'm not sure how long I can keep it like that. Um, I've had I had to take my Ventolin a little bit ago. Um, 
yeah, that's me out for now. The scenery was a bit different to what you usually see during your walk. For a lot of my walks, we've had a much drier start to the seeding and the growing period, so it was great to see. Then it was the part in the road where things got even tougher. Yes, there is a particular part of the road that I really don't like. It's a long stretch of road, but it has dips along it so it gives the illusion that it is a shorter section than it is. This stretch is usually where I break down. I wanted to stop, and in that moment I almost did, but I thought about the quotes, as long as you do not stop. I thought about who I was helping, and it gave me the strength to not give up and to keep going. I needed my Ventolin a few more times along the way. The relief never lasted long. At the end of that stretch of road is a corner, and then part way up that next stretch you can finally see town. Well, it's the wheat bins that are on the edge of town. I was so proud that I didn't stop, that I didn't give in, and that I kept pushing ahead. That last section is tough, and I can sense that I'm getting closer to the finish line, but it still seems so very far away. Last year, I stopped and cried at this point, and after a hug from mum kept going. This year, I wanted to cry, and I wanted to stop, but I didn't. Somehow, I managed to just keep going, even though it's the worst I've ever felt at that point. That last sweeping corner before the big hill into town felt like it took forever. Then, just before the big hill, there was a sign with some orange streamers for Damien and I, made by the Phalluses, saying, Go Scott and Damien, you're nearly there. It made us smile, and we so appreciate them taking the time to think of us. Then, it's the big hill into town. Now, I say big hill, and on any other day it's not really a big hill, but when you're almost at the end of a marathon, it feels like a really, really big hill. Yep, it was pretty tough to ride up too. Mum ended up pushing her bike up the hill. Then it was the home stretch. It was. Once I got to the top of the hill, I was about a kilometre from the finish line, and I ran. Then I realised I started running too early. But once I started running, I just kept running. My lungs were burning, my body was exhausted, and I just wanted to be able to stop. I crossed the finish line in 7 hours and 15 minutes, and needed my Ventolin again, as I was really finding it hard to breathe. After taking a moment to catch my breath and rest, I felt so much better, and so relieved that I had made it. Thank you to you, Damien. You set the pace on your pushbike for the fifth year. Happy to help you out, Scott. Thank you also to Mum, who rode her bike again because she can't keep up with my pace anymore, and Dad, who is once again my support vehicle driver. Thank you also to Nana, Pop, Uncle Jason, and my cousin Angelo, who helped on the day too. Thank you to Angela for the quotes, the Phalluses for the sign, the team at Mineral Resources for their continued support, my family and friends for their support, and to the community who always believes in me, for their kind words and their generous donations. I can walk as far as I can, but it's your support that makes the difference. The money that's raised because you believe in me changes lives. A special shout out to Sam and Mizuno. At the end of the marathon, Damien and I are always exhausted. Our bodies are sore and our muscles ache, but our feet feel good. No matter how far I walk, it honestly feels like I'm walking on clouds. Thank you for always looking after Damien and I and our feet. As a final thought on this year's marathon, I have to say, sometimes the way things turn out are the way they were always meant to be. As it turns out, regardless of my asthma, it was unlikely I was ever going to make it in 6 hours, or even a nanosecond under. 
I was walking into a 20km headwind for three quarters of the marathon, and trust me, that's not record time-making conditions. So, the biggest lesson I took away from this year's marathon is that sometimes, even when you know things aren't going to work out the best, it's important to go ahead anyway and just do the best you can. There's not always going to be a perfect time or perfect conditions, but that doesn't mean it should stop you. It just means you might have to refocus on what's really important. It's easy to make a difference. What can you do? We'll see you again next year for your 13th Great Walk and your 9th Marathon. You will. Thanks for listening. Ciao. It's Scott's Great Chat. It's a chat that's great. It's Scott's Great Chat. Special edition. Music by Damien DJ G. Guarini.